Today's scripture comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God us, loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father has sent his son as the savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is his son of God and they abide in God. So we have known and believe that God has for us God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from this is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Robbie. I wonder if you have had to memorize scripture very often in your life. I haven't actually had to do that. It wasn't anything that my home church focused on when I was a kid. If any of you spent any time growing up in a Baptist church, you probably have a lot of scripture memorized, maybe even maybe even a lot. I, I envy that just a little bit. The longer I pastor, of course, the more of the scriptures I have stored up inside of me just from doing my job and, and uh, working with the Bible each and every day, but that's nothing compared to people who have had to do years of memorization drills at church on Wednesday nights. Now, there's nothing magical about memorizing the scripture. It doesn't make you a better Christian, doesn't automatically get you closer to Jesus, but it can, I think, be helpful. Memorizing scripture makes it something more than just something we encounter when we happen to pick up the Bible. Working to memorize the passages of scripture, I think, helps the word of God to live in us, live inside of us, and grow in us. And when we have a line or two of the scripture, maybe even a whole psalm memorized, we never know when it might come back to our minds, when it might comfort us or challenge us or guide us. So I want to start today with a little memorization activity so that we can memorize together a line from scripture. It's from this passage that we just heard Robbie read from 1 John. Maybe you've heard this passage before, this line before. It might be familiar to you, but I want them to be words that we have a, a really firm hold on today. I want them to be words that we carry around inside of us. I want this to be something that we know deep, deep down in our hearts. 
Now we're going to use a little method that I learned once at a kids program at church. We're going to read a line of scripture on the screen again and again, and each time another word or two is going to be missing from the line. So you're going to have to remember, right, in order to read the line. Okay, we're going to do it together as a group, so I won't call anyone out for an individual test, promise. So the line of scripture is 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Okay, so let's read that together. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Okay, next slide. Oh, word's missing, but you can do it. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Next slide. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Next. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Uh oh. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And finally, you've got it. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Good job. Give yourself a little pat on the back. That was good work. All right. I hope that that is a scripture that will resonate with you this week. I hope you'll be able to carry it away from worship today and that you'll be able to reflect on it in the days to come. This verse is, is one of the best gems to be found in the letter of 1 John. It comes in the closing section of the letter, which is a summation of all he's been trying to express throughout his writing. And the key takeaway he wants to give his readers is God is love. God is love. That is such a powerful statement. God is love. It means the very nature, the very being of God is love. It means that God can't do anything other than what is loving get that? God cannot do anything other than what is loving, because God is love. All that God gives, all that God does, all that God says is rooted in, is anchored in love. Now, I want to be clear. The writer is saying that God is love. He is not saying that love is God. Whoa, does that mess with your head just a little? God is love. We're not saying that love is God. In other words, what we know of human love, love between people, that does not sum up or define who God is. Okay? Our human love is a reflection of God's love. It is not God itself. Now, we might find people out in the world who would say love is God, that when we experience love with one another, that we experience who God is, like the fullness of who God is. And we have uh, the love that we have here is wonderful and pure and good, but it is not everything that there is to know about God. It does not uh, sum up who God is. God is much more than the love that we experience here, right? God is so powerful, so mighty, so holy. We cannot wrap God up even in something so good as human love. God is more transcendent than that. So God is love. All that God does is loving, but not love is God. You got that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of heavy theological sledding there, but the writer says that God is love. And the love that we have comes to us from God. And everyone who knows God, who loves, knows God because God is love. 
We are so loved by God. All the love that we share with each other is a reflection of God's love for us. You can think of it like we have a giant mirror inside of us, that we receive love from God, and that mirror enables us to reflect that, that love to the world. We don't just hold all the love that we get from God for ourselves. We don't just store it up inside. The love that we get from God is meant to be shared. So the writer, uh, he wants us to know how much God loves us, but he also wants us to share that love with one another. He says it like this, we love because God first loved us. When we love others, we reflect the love of God out into the world. God love come, God's love comes to us and we share it with others. I can know, it can get confusing. It can get confusing to read the world love so much in this particular passage. Unfortunately, the writer of 1 John is not a linear kind of writer. <laughs> not like I would like. He's, he makes these circular arguments. He loops back on himself. So let me just try to boil it down one more time for us. The writer wants us to know two things. Number one, wants us to know of God's immense love for us. That's shown most clearly in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So first of all, know God's love for you, for me. And then secondly, he wants us to love one another. Okay? That's not so shocking. I know. It's not news. It's what we see throughout the scripture. It's what we hear Jesus himself say about how to live close to God's kingdom. Love God, love others. But it is a message that the writer of 1 John needed to reiterate to his community because they were in the midst of this difficult conflict. Remember, he's writing to a fractured congregation one that's threatened by a group of people trying to teach a different doctrine, and he's trying to keep them unified. But see, he's not just trying to keep them unified by making them all hold the same beliefs. He's imploring them to turn toward love and let that love be the thing that binds them together. And he can do that because he knows the power that love has, that God's love has, and our love for one another, the power that love has to transform every part of our lives. That love changes us, it fills us, it frees us. Love frees us. That's what I hear when we repeat that verse we memorized, that love frees us. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Love is our ultimate freedom from the things that keep us scared or worried or anxious or afraid. I remember when I was a young pastor, I was sitting in the office of my senior pastor, sharing with him something that had me really wound up. Now, he sometimes watches online. I don't know if he remembers this moment, Nick, if you do. If you don't, that's okay. But I re remember it clearly. I don't remember what had me so worried, what had me so anxious that day, but I must have been just going on and on and on about it in the way that only a 26 or 27-year-old can. And he said to me, he stopped me. And he, he quoted scripture to me, which was not the kind of thing that Nick did very often. But he said to my afraid little self, Amy, remember, perfect love casts out fear. Can I tell you, I was so mad at him for saying that. <laughs> I was so mad. I wanted to stay stuck in my worry. I wanted to be anxious, and I wanted him to come and get anxious alongside me. I wanted him to be my ally in my fear of the future, and he refused to do it. Instead, he reminded me that the love we have from God 
this love that is so perfect, so true, that it has the power to free us from whatever fear we are carrying of the future. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. I suspect you know this. I suspect you have lived this truth at some moment in your life. Like the groom who told me in the weeks and days and even minutes before his wedding how nervous he was, how unsure he was if he could be a good husband, if he was making the right choice, if he could actually live into the future that he and his wife were, were dreaming of together. And then that wedding day came and he stood beside me on the altar and I could tell he was so nervous. His hands were fidgeting, he was sweating, until he saw his bride start to come down the aisle. And, and then his body just was still, and his breath deepened, and his face shone. And a few minutes later, when they turned to face each other and say their vows, his voice was certain and it was confident. And afterward, he told me he was so nervous before but when he stood up there and he looked in her face, all the fears disappeared. And all that mattered was how much he loved her. And he knew they were going to be okay. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Or maybe like the expectant parent who worries and wonders if they're cut out for the job of being a mother or father. You know the kind, you've met them, maybe you were them, the kind who had the copy of what to expect when you're expecting right on the bedside table and it was so bookmarked and underlined and paged through that it looked like you'd had it for nine years instead of nine months. That expectant parent obsesses over the nursery and buys every piece of safety equipment that was ever made and they confess to their friends and their siblings they don't have a clue what they're doing and they stay up at night wondering if they're even going to know how to keep the child alive let alone teach them how to walk and how to hit a baseball and how to do math and how to drive. And then comes that moment in the delivery room when the baby enters the world and the cry is heard and that tiny human is placed in the arms of mom or dad for the first time and the feeling of love that washes over them pushes out all that anxiety and fear about if they can actually be that person, mother or father. And they know in that moment they can. And it's going to be so good. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Or how about that moment that that precious baby, now grown, graduates from high school and leaves home? Maybe they're off to college or off to a first job. It doesn't matter if they're moving across the country or 10 minutes down the road. Parents worry. Are they going to be okay? Maybe there's somebody in the room today who has that thought. Are they going to be okay? Did I tell them everything I needed to? Did I prepare them for the world out there? Are they going to remember to do their laundry and pay their bills and keep food in the refrigerator? Hey, seniors, pro tip. If you want to impress your parents, do your own laundry. Don't bring it home for your mom to do. Okay? And then there is that moment when they call home, or maybe they text you, and the parent can tell in their voice that they are in the right place, and they have new friends, and they're learning, and they're growing, and they're okay, and they miss you, and that's okay too, and it's going to be good. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. There's this phrase in Methodism, something that we say that probably sounds crazy to people outside of the church. We say that we are going on to perfection. Did you know that? You are going on to perfection. Once we have come to know and trust the saving love of Jesus, once we begin this Christian journey by being baptized in the waters of grace, the whole rest of our lives is about going on to perfection. Now that might sound like a little bit of bragging, but that's not what it is. It doesn't mean we think we're perfect, that we're never going to make mistakes. What it means is we hope every day to grow in love. This is what John Wesley meant when he said going on to perfection, that Methodists were always moving toward perfection in love. He thought that someone practicing their faith, praying, reading the scripture, letting God lead their lives ought to grow inch by inch toward a more perfect love of God and neighbor. And he wanted us to aim for that, to move closer every day to this perfect love that conquers fear and offers us hope that cannot be extinguished. Wesley believed that as we grow in faith, we can get better and better at loving God and loving each other. It's like the love of God is a, a seed that's planted inside of us. And once it's there, it's watered by faith, and it's a plant that grows and grows and grows inside of us. And that plant of love, as it grows, it pushes out anything that would work against it. As that plant of love grows, there's less room for our selfishness or our anger or our skepticism, or our fear. As we mature in our faith, all those things slowly get replaced by just the love of God inside of us that brings peace and joy and hope. Going on to perfection. So my challenge for you this week is to just take a minute, just think about how much closer you are to perfection and love than you were five years ago or ten years ago. I know you got a long way to go. I do too. I didn't mean that poorly, you know. I do too. We all do. But think about how uh, much more able you are to love God and love those around you than you were five years or even ten years ago. How have you grown in your love? How are you abiding even more fully in God's love than you used to? Reflect on that and then say a prayer of thanksgiving to God for that growth. And then to keep ourselves moving slowly, step by step, along that journey toward perfection, I want to encourage you to repeat to yourself every day this week, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And pray for God's help to take that next step in faith. My friends, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Thanks be to God. Amen.